everyone, it's Anya, your host of Stained, and today we have a second interview of the year. I'm very excited for this guest. She's someone who works in renewable energy and she's the owner of Instagram account where she shares her imperfect sustainable journey. So yeah, I will just leave this conversation to show you how incredible she is. So yeah, amazing Shannon, or better known as Green Cow. Welcome to Stain, Shannon. How are you feeling today? I'm feeling very good. I'm very cold. Uh, it's a bit cold today now, but um, I'm feeling very good and I'm excited to be here. Yeah, thank you so much for being my guest. I, I was, I'm very excited for you to be on because I actually discovered you because we met at the pop-up uh, and I didn't know about your content until then. Uh, and it was like a new discovery for me. <laughs> I really, <laughs> I really enjoy your content very, very much. Um, and yeah, I, I will allow you to introduce yourself and to tell us a bit about yourself. I'm not going to go into it straight away, but yes, tell Thank us. <laughs> Thanks so much. Uh, and yeah, sh absolutely shocked that I'd be at a pop-up of vintage clothes. Uh, if there's any kind of pop-up of vintage clothes, I am there all over it. Uh, but my name is Shannon and I have an Instagram page called Green Gal um, and it's on TikTok as well. But yeah, I set the page up about a year and a half ago almost. So not that long ago, to be honest. Um, I set the page up because I saw that there was lots of people communicating about sustainability. I also studied sustainability but I thought that there was like a little bit of a gap of what I was doing day to day and what was actually out there. Sustainability is so broad and complex. And I just think we need as many people as possible talking about it in as many different ways as possible because it's just so complicated. But yeah, yes. I work in, I work in the renewable energy sector. So and I have done for three years. So I have a lot of learnings from that, you know, and like there's been lots of different things that I've come across that I've kind of thought, oh, my God, people would love to know this. But everything is just all over the place. You have, you know, different sorts of educational content on some websites and then you might get something else somewhere else. And then you need to look at something that's coming down from the European Union. And, you know, it's just so hard. And also it's so really complicated it doesn't need Absolutely. to be that complicated yeah and I think you are one of those people that kind of helps us uncomplicate things if that makes sense you know because yeah. I think uh, my next question would be obviously what inspired you to make the page actually but I think you answered me that as well in a way um, just to spread the information I presume no and kind of to share your knowledge in a way yes and also to learn as well I mean when I started it, I was obviously terrified because who am I to be saying what's right and what's wrong and what's the most sustainable? But I quickly realized that literally everyone is in the exact same boat. People just want to try and do what they can. Our lives are so complicated. Things are really hard. You know, we're in a cost of living crisis. We're in an energy crisis. We're in a climate crisis. And the information that we need in order to get through some of these things is really hard to find or else it's just really difficult to understand. So that's the main aim of my page is to try and get pair things back, you know, just try and give people basic things that they can implement every day that also aren't going to cost an arm and a leg because it's sustainability. It's not pretty. It's not aesthetic. You know, I can't sell you like 
the perfect lifestyle of, you know, lots of wooden boards and, you know, yeah. low tox everything. And I, I don't have the time and I don't have the money to do that. It's all about using what you already have and rethinking about how we use what we already have. I, I love that perspective. And, you know, I was thinking as well when I was starting this, I was thinking the same as you. I was like, who am I to talk with all these amazing people and to ask them all these questions when I am not professional in this industry? I have no idea. Yeah. I, I'm not the most sustainable person either. So how am I going to do this in general? But then I was thinking, thinking I want to educate myself, first of yeah. all. And if I can spread the information, whatever that information is, hopefully good one, uh, maybe it will open some other people's eyes and just kind of bring a new perspective. Let's say it like that. Yeah. And the thing I keep reminding myself is that we need as many people as possible, you know, living. I, I What am I trying to say? We need as many people as possible trying rather yeah. than a few people doing it perfectly because there is no perfect we live in an inherently unsustainable world. We're trying to go against what has been embedded into us and is pushed upon us. It's all about consumerism, all about, you know, onto the next thing and want, want, want and bye, bye, bye and all of that. To even step back and pair away, pair, like take yourself back from it a tiny bit. Doing that is the first step. And it's such an easy step to just think. Yeah. Take a second think about how our actions are day to day and even that in itself whether or not you do anything you might decide today okay I have to take the car because I'm in a rush I can't walk you know I don't have that much time no absolutely yeah the fact that you've stopped and and thought about it means that maybe the next day you may be able to or the next day you might build in more time that you might be able to so we're not perfect but we're all trying and that in itself is a huge achievement Yes, and it's all about trial and error again. Like yeah. you, you try, you learn, you fail, and all over again. Um, exactly. But yeah, I found on your Instagram your highlights are amazing. I I like that a lot. <laughs> that you spread them like you have food, you have home, you have clothing, you have all those kind of segments in a way. Yeah. And what I'm trying to bring on this podcast more and more is talk about the food in general. And I know that you yeah. do like a reels, what is in season and how can we, what should we buy of food, like in January, February, March and so on. And it's a topic that I am so like stupid for, I must say, <laughs> like I'm not the Same. best. I, like I'm really not the best at this topic. Uh, and I'm usually like I started from fashion, right? So I'm trying mm -hmm. to bring more what I know of. But then I saw your food section and I wanted yes. to ask you how did you started to learn about it and what advice you have for us in those terms I think I've always had a slight interest in like food my originally when I was in college I studied microbiology but I did a master's in food business wow. and innovation <laughs> and then I was working um in the drinks industry for a while in marketing Amazing. um so I think I've always had like a slight interest in it. It was never in a sustainability aspect that I was working in that industry. Um, but I just think food is just such a big part of our lives. And there is just so much waste. Like I think there's some crazy stat out there that we like waste like one third, like the average household wastes like one third of the food that comes in. Yes. And that's not even considering all the waste generated from the packaging as well. So I am very much learning as well. I don't have 
uh, I don't have the option of going to farmers markets and to like really nice places to buy all my my veg loose and buy straight from the butchers. I'm in Lidl, I'm in Aldi, you know, I might treat myself and go to Super Value every once in a while. So <laughs> I'm just trying my best. So I said the biggest thing that I can do is obviously getting food with as little packaging as possible, but also then making sure that I don't have any waste. And there's a few different ways that I do this. Um, I always say reducing your food waste starts before you ever leave the house, as in to go and do a shop. So like it starts at the very, very beginning. You know, you make a list at home. What do you have? What portions are there? What's left? And what do you need? Match that up to the dinners that you have. A huge thing for me was mapping out my dinners for the week. I when I was like cooking for myself, I would just say, OK, I'll just get a few bits and bobs here and I'll throw something together during the week. I'll see how I feel. Whereas now I'm saying, OK, well, I'm going to do a curry for two nights. I'm going to have stir fry then for another two nights and I map everything out. What do I need for lunch and everything in between? And then obviously check that against what I have. I buy all of that. Then I bring it home. Yeah. And then the next thing I do is when I'm putting the food away, that's the next biggest thing on like reducing your waste. I put all of the uh, and I shared this tip on Instagram and I kind of thought that it wasn't like a groundbreaking tip, but people found it very helpful. I put all of my old food to the front. So whether that be the front of the drawer in the veg drawer, the front of the shelf or the front of the cupboard. And I put all of my new stuff behind us. So that way then. Yeah. So you see your old stuff first. So you'll use it. Yeah, that's brilliant. Because I wouldn't I I wouldn't think of that because, you know, you go to supermarket, you bring big bag home or whatever, and then you just start stacking everything. You know, you don't really get lost. Yeah, it gets lost. And, you know, I, I I always say to my boyfriend as well, many times he puts some of the things in the drawer and I have this, if I don't see it in front of me, I'm not going yeah. to use it. And then yeah. he's like, oh, you have your yogurt. Be careful to not get expired, you know? And I'm and then I'm like, but where is it? And he's like, in the yeah. drawer, in the drawer. And yeah. I was like, oh my God. Like, And it, it's very true. I might try that trick, actually. It might work for me I because I'm very like, I need to see it in front of me to use it, actually. I'm the same. And like, it's, it's kind of fair enough. You're in a rush when you're trying to make something. So if you're yeah. going to make whatever, like a curry and you want to put a pepper in, you're you're just going to grab the first one that you see. There may be a slightly older one behind it. And as well, I'm kind of guilty if the old one is like it in the back of the fridge and it's like looking a bit like lonely. I, I might not want to go for it myself. So yes. like I have to bring it to the front so that I use it. <laughs> it's very so interesting how, how psychology works you know in our know. brains you're absolutely right about that but you see I wasn't even thinking of that in that perspective because I'm really trying not to waste food it's one of the main things for me that I'm trying to concentrate on uh, I was talking many mm-hmm. times on this podcast that I used to be a vegetarian and I was really trying hard didn't work out for me so I went back on the meat and it was a whole journey like <laughs> you know And it was a painful journey, actually. And that's why I'm just trying to tackle this topic from the aspects that I can actually learn and that I can actually do something about it, you know? Yeah. uh, Sorry, as you said, we are not people that have access to maybe farmers markets, local food and stuff like that. So we need to go to Aldi, Lidl and Tesco or Super Value, as you said. So, yeah. Yeah. And it's all about just thinking, you know, like for me, a big thing is, 
is I try and buy obviously in season. Um, of thankfully, I like a load of Irish produce, yes, so yeah. I I would buy a lot of that. But a lot of the produce that I do buy, I try and use all of it. And then another big thing for me, and I saw this tip on the useless project years ago. Um, Tara was putting off cutting like the 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 things that you throw away like the onion peels and yes, yeah. whatever else you can put you can put loads of stuff into it like peels from potatoes into a ziploc bag and you can just put that into the freezer and add to it every time you're you're cooking something like literally now the garlic peels, peels and everything yeah. and the ends of it that you might cut off put it into a freezer bag and you can make your own veg stock and like 90 percent of the time doing things like that it's actually so much healthier for you because it doesn't have all like the salt in it it's not full of preservatives it's not like a jelly or like a crushed down cube it's your own veg stock that you made yourself it's like way tastier as well it's much more natural i i saw this as well on instagram actually it's uh, one of the actually chefs professional chefs that share this trick as well and i Mm -hmm. follow a lot of these vegan vegetarian people that are trying to make the dishes that are very good for us and blah 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 so i was following him and he shared that and it's a very good tip and i would recommend to anyone actually it's a very good that you mentioned it Um, and i i would say as well speaking of the freezer don't be afraid to put stuff in the freezer i'm always putting that up on my page like i often do um a bolognese and i'll cut like i'll buy all of the celery and like the the celery is huge like i don't need all of that celery even for like a bolognese for two nights so i'll pre-cut everything all at once and i'll put half into a lunchbox put it into the freezer i do it for my carrots as well because you get honestly about a million carrots in a bag of carrots so i cut peel them up because you obviously can't it'd be way harder to do that if you froze it just as it is cut them all up and put it into the freezer ensure it's ready to go then for the next week it's Absolutely. so handy and it reduces it, it's saving you money as well because you're buying one bag of carrots and you're getting weeks out of it because it's frozen no definitely I, i'm always saying like food is actually expensive like let's yeah. use what we have because it's incredible now one trip to the supermarket is very very pricey <laughs> so with all these yeah. costs of living going up it's incredible so yeah yeah <laughs> It's a good saving tip as well. Um, obviously, we met at the pop-up. <laughs> yes. So I know that your clothing journey is very good as well. You're good in all of these aspects of, let's say, sustainable living. How do you find the clothing here, especially in Ireland? Um, I would say the second hand is getting trendier and trendier. Um, but I want to hear your opinion on it as well. Yeah, it's been such a journey for me. I mean, like literally up until like I would say four years ago maybe if even not even that long ago I was literally like I was just the worst no I actually wouldn't say I was the worst but I was really bad like I was mm-hmm. popping into Zara I was popping into H&M I'd be in pennies every so often like well just go in and buy some socks whatever I needed <coughs> and obviously starting on my sustainability journey I kind of looked at my clothes pretty quickly and I was like, this, this is not good. And also I never felt like good in my clothes and as well, my clothes, I just found my clothes didn't really give me the, like the function, like I'm going to say function like that I needed, you know, 
I like I get so hot during the summer. I I now I live in linen. It's like a breathable material. Um, I wouldn't go anywhere near polyester. But like that's basically been my journey. I very much started back to basics. What are my clothes made of, and what are the fu- what's the functionality of that particular material? Like that's basically where I started, and then I went from there to try and like understand how I could build my wardrobe with the most functionality and in the most sustainable way possible. I just recently did a massive clothes clear out of clothes that I've just had, you know, in my wardrobe because obviously no one wants a completely empty wardrobe. I have to have some clothes in it. But I was I just literally came up back to Dublin after Christmas after being at home in Cork. And I was like, I like I hate these clothes. Like the like these clothes serve me no purpose. I never wear them. They're just in my wardrobe to make me feel better. Like I have clothes, but I I like I I never wear them. They're not nice on me. They don't suit me. I sweat in them. You know they're too tight. Whatever. So I felt very guilty, if I'm honest, that I had a full wardrobe of clothes. Very like but nice. But it's clothes. good. It's a first step towards yes. going to the much better wardrobe in the future because now you did a massive clearance and yeah. I I was actually I'm huge supporter of capsule wardrobe in a way you yeah. know building around your capsule wardrobe and learning what is for you like you said yes. you found out about linen and you want to wear linen now all the time during summertime. Yeah. It was the yeah. same for me and wool, for example. I know wool is not for everyone, but it makes me warm during winter. And for me, Dublin is quite cold. So I love wearing wool jumpers, everything yeah. that it can keep me. Like even my beanie is actually wool. Yeah. So so it's absolutely new discovery for you. You know what I mean? So we need that clearance in order to start from the beginning and back to basics, as you said, and kind of like, let's go. Let's start now <laughs> again. <laughs> Yeah, like I think it's it's definitely something that people like would write to me and ask me about, you know, sometimes I might go in store, which I don't do very often, but I will go in store and take pictures of things on the floor and show people because look, I'll be honest, not everyone is going to buy everything secondhand. I was on the hunt for a white cotton T-shirt for months and just could not find one anywhere. So I had to buy it new. Um, so I was, you know, looking and looking at the stitching, looking at how it was made, trying to see what it felt like. Did it feel thick? Did the thread count feel like, I don't know, a lot? Because if it's not a lot, it's going to be quite flimsy. But I think teaching people things like that will help them make purchases that will last a lot longer. I don't think a lot of people realize that 90% of the clothes, I think people understand what fast fashion is, but I don't think they understand that even in more expensive retailers, they might think that they're buying something that's really good because it's a higher price tag, but it's not. And, you know, you could look at something and it might be unsure and it's made of polyester, which is plastic. So you're going to sweat in it, you know, like it's, like it's it's just ridiculous and it we, we're not taught this anywhere so I don't blame anyone I've only just started figuring this out myself um, and yeah, it's I, a journey it's a big journey that we are all on like at least for me it was it has been years that I'm learning this especially clothing and that's just one part mm-hmm. of sustainability as you said it's such a broad topic that 
everything deserves our attention, but you know, you're learning one thing at a time. And it's simply just like, as you said, sometimes you will need to buy something new, but it's fine, actually. It's okay. You don't need to beat yourself up because of that. It's okay as long as you check where is it coming from, how is the stitching, what material you are buying. So as long as we are mindful about those things, it's absolutely okay. Yeah. That's it. Like, like we're not going to be able to be perfect 100% of the time, but to be mindful in the decisions that we make, even if you're buying secondhand. Because you can be buying so much secondhand that it's unsustainable as well. You know, like it's all about being mindful and thinking about what we actually need. What's the purpose this item is solving? And will this last me for as long as possible? Absolutely. No, I agree with you 100%. Uh, I wanted to tell you that I wanted to say this at the beginning as well. Um, but you're my second guest uh, on this year, actually. So, oh, really? yeah, you're the second official guest this year that I'm interviewing. And I actually wanted to ask you, and I love to ask this to people, if you have any sustainable goals for this year? Yes. So it is in relation to clothing. So it, it, oh, it very kind good. of ties very in good. nicely. Um, I really, really, really want to master my sewing machine and you know I'm not saying I want to be putting out like I'm not like making my own clothes all the time but I would just like I see people you know on TikTok on Instagram and they're making you know a pair of pants now I'm not talking jeans just a pair of straight leg pants with like an elasticated waist and I'm like like that's it's like four steps like it looks so manageable it's a skill though I mean obviously you have to put time into it so that's my main goal I want I'd love to be able to know that I can fix my own clothes that I can mend them that I can hem something or take it in like it's just a skill that no one has anymore and I think that that's kind of upsetting because we you know like we just like I think we take for granted the clothes on our bodies and the skill that's required to go into them so if I am buying new things, I would love the I'd love to give my clothes the respect of being able to take care of them a little bit better. So, yeah, I've already done one sewing class and I have another one next week. Very and good. hopefully I'll be able to do a few more. No, definitely. I agree with you. I haven't picked up sewing yet. And it's because I have so many friends that are doing these things for me. <laughs> well, I have no one. So, look, I can do yours for you, too, hopefully. <laughs> Please. The annoying thing that now you said is that it's a skill that we all actually should have, at least to, you know, like I remember my grandma, whenever something would like break on my T-shirt or whatever, she would just sew it really quickly, you know, for me. And it's just a skill that nobody passed on to me. You know what I mean? And now my one of my best friends, she she is upcycling her own clothes and she is a whole she does a whole thing and she's very good with the sewing machine. So now whatever I have, I'm just giving it to her and she does it for me. And I feel like maybe, maybe you know, I should talk to her. She... <laughs> I feel like I took a lazy way out, you know. No, no, we can't. You can't do it all. <laughs> no, of course, of course you can. But at the same time, you brought a very good point because you said we should respect our clothes. And I agree with you 100 percent. And I love that um, choice of words as well, because it's a respect that we should have for the things that we have in our lives anyway. So especially the clothing, because somebody made it before us and it should be like we should honor it as much as we can. Definitely. Exactly. Exactly. uh, 
I really, really love that. But I hope I can't wait to hear more when you when you actually finish the are you doing like a course or how is it going? No, no, I I'm just doing classes as I come Very across good, them. Yeah. Um, I did one class with when Poppy met Daisy in Dublin and that was brilliant. It was just how to learn to use your sewing machine. And now I'm doing another one in the Rediscovery Center, which I think, again, is a beginner's one. But I don't mind doing like loads of beginner ones because I think you just you as long as I'm comfortable with the machine, exactly. then, you know, it'll be trial and error. I'd you love have your to own machine. Own yes, it's my, it's actually my sister's. So Amazing. Lovely. We bought it for her because uh, she wanted to learn and she's in her final year of college now at the moment. So she's just a bit busy. So I Lovely. borrowed it. <laughs> borrowed it. I love that. Yeah. It's wink. Sustainable, no? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love that. Very good. Very good goal. I, I love that because I always set for myself something like sustainable related, you know, like at least even though maybe not life changing goals, but still something, you know, something small. So. I got like a reusable cup uh, for Christmas yes. and I'm not going out without it, <laughs> you know? Yeah. I'm not going to have coffee if I don't have it with me. It's funny because now if I want to buy coffee, if I don't have it with me, I would feel guilty. Like I would need to sit in a coffee shop actually and have, <laughs> I'm the have same. a cup of coffee, you know? So yeah, I'm it's interesting same. how our brains work when we train ourselves. <laughs> That's It's just about being mindful, you know? Like, yeah. we, like we've just, like the same as you now, I went to the coffee shop earlier on this morning and I bought a coffee for my mom and my sister and myself, obviously. Um, but I, I, I was walking in with my hands like full with like three reusable cups. And then I was yeah. walking out and like, you know, I could see people like looking at me like, oh, would, would she not get one of those trays to carry the, the cups out? And like I was offered one, but in my head, it's like the same as when you're being offered a bag. Like, no, like I don't need it to walk 10 meters, you know, or what like to go to where my mom and my sister were. They'll be fine. You know, I, like I don't need this unnecessary thing that's going to like just be waste in literally 10 seconds. So exactly. yeah, you're going to use it once thinking. and that's it. Yeah, no purpose. Yeah, I wanted to ask you about the goals. But at the same time, you have the job in sustainability and you're yes. leading your account that is quite growing as well, actually. So how do you feel about it? How is how is that for you, this new experience that you are seeing happening on social media as well? Would you like to grow something more into it? Would you like to become maybe your job? How how do you feel about it? Yeah, it's um, it's funny. Um, I have been working in like the sustainability space for over three years I'd say I was in a not-for-profit for two years two and a half years I think and I just really recently moved into a renewable energy company uh, back in September so it's been really busy and literally just as I moved into my new job the page started taking off and I was like what the hell is going on yeah. I have no time to put to the page because I just started a new job and obviously the first six months of any job, you're just going to be like, what the hell is going on? They're going to be just focused um, on that. Yeah, exactly. But thank you for for saying the page is growing because, you know, it's it's still small, yeah. but it, it is for me. I mean, every follower, I'm like, woo, yeah. um, that's someone learning about something new. But yeah, I mean, to to answer your question, I don't think I will ever do social media full time. I do love the opportunities that come through it and I think educating people 
through the page is so important. It's like it's literally written into the climate action plan in the just transition that we need to help educate people about the decisions that are going to be made and all the changes yeah. and all of that. It's a huge part of, you know, the climate space is educating people. But for my career, I would love to look back and say, you know, I made such a difference, like in terms of, you know, I suppose I would through the page, but for, I suppose currently at the moment, I think, you know, the nine to five and the things that I'm doing through my job have a huge impact as well. Um, like I'm working in the wind energy space, which is go going to be huge in Ireland. There are huge targets for us to meet by 2030. That's and yeah. yeah, and un unfortunately, in the climate space, we need as many people as possible rolling out these large scale projects you know we don't have enough skilled people to do it so for my future i can definitely see myself continue working in that space while also trying to manage the page as best i can um it's it, it's funny i do i'd say like on my weekends and evenings i probably give that the same amount of time as my monday to friday nine to five job it's but a full, it's, not... it's a full time. It it deserves full time dedication as well. But it's super hard because I did it like before, and yeah. it, like it was very very exhausting. <laughs> I started this recently. I started the podcast recently, so it's just new for me. Everything maybe for five months now, and it's like all very confusing. But at the same yeah. time, it's like I'm surprised how much time it takes me to edit something or to put mm. certain information to double check that information. It's like a lot because you do want to put the best content out there that is possible for people to learn as well. Exactly. But, but it's a lot. It it can be a lot. Yeah. It is. But I find, you know, I, like literally I agree with everything you said. Like it is a full-time job and trying to come up with content and con like I'm not like a social media girl. Like, you know, I've never been that kind of person. So this is all really new to me as well. And it's making me step out of my comfort zone as well, because yeah. I don't like putting me out there so much, but I do appreciate that I have to do that at the same time in order to, you know, engage with people. So like, it's not just like a robot running the account. Um, so there is a face behind it. <laughs> Exactly, exactly. So I do have to put myself out there and that in itself is a little bit uncomfortable for me. But whenever someone like messages or comments and they say, oh my God, I've just learned this or that was so helpful, it makes it so worth it because that's literally what it's all about. Like I'm just trying to share what I've learned or what I'm continuing to learn, you know, with everyone else. I mean, like I'd say I learn something new every day in work. And like, I think people will be really interested in it. People know, people understand and they know that there is a climate crisis, but trying to do something about it is really hard. So yeah. I think, I think, you know, hopefully it will continue to grow and I reach more people and people learn more. And, you know, people tell me stuff all the time and I'm like, thanks so much for writing to me. That's actually so cool. And then yeah. I might share that with everyone else and everyone else finds it really helpful. And that's what it's all about. It's about building that community. Yes. Uh, that brings me to the last three questions that I need to uh, ask you, actually, because you your last word that you said was community. And my first question of those three is what community means for you? I think it's... it's God, it's a tough question because... Yes, yeah. 
community <laughs> is so different to everyone else and I think in a sense over the last while we have lost what community is like I think we're getting back or maybe I'm just getting back because I'm just after being introduced to this wonderful sustainability community and everyone is so open and you know so honest with each other I suppose community to me means just every like I, I I feel like it may sound like I'm reading from a definition but I think just people being open and honest and working together with no agenda just to help each other and yeah that that would be what it means to me and I hope that we do get back to that I mean if I could stop and talk to every single person on the street I would I, I just think <laughs> I love that yeah I, I just that. yeah you know I just I feel everyone is so focused on you know Everyone's so busy. Everything's so fast paced. I would love if we all just took a step back and slowed down and got to know our neighbours yeah. and, you know, spoke to that person that you see that's by themselves, you know, like just small things like that, just helping each other. I agree. I agree 100 percent. And I like because for me, like when I made this account, I was like, OK, I, I want to build a community. And then I was mm. asking myself the same question okay, I'm making a value for this podcast or for this place. And I want people to, I want to hear their own opinions on the same topic, you know what I mean? So uh, I love your answer. I really do. It's it's very nice. The second question that I have for you is when do you feel most comfortable? Mm. <laughs> I would say there are two times when I feel most comfortable. Um, I feel like the most comfortable and the most like grounded in myself when I'm out like doing hikes and walks, like just completely surrounded by nature. The further away from any kind of civilization, the better. It just makes me feel so like I just feel it's right not being in big cities and cars and people, which actually goes against the community question. But you know what I mean? Like just I know, literally I know exactly what you mean. surrounded <laughs> by nature yeah yeah and then uh when I like physically feel the most comfortable is probably when I'm in bed reading I like if I could spend all day in bed reading I would and like I go through a mountain of books you know running the page yeah running the page and working in climate in the climate space if sometimes it can be a bit much like you know you've you feel you have so much to do and so much to communicate. You're running out of time and it's just all bad news. I just love losing myself in a book. Um, yeah. So, yeah, that that's when I feel the most like comfortable and relaxed is when I'm tucked up in bed, hot water bottle, reading God only knows what. <laughs> and that's perfect. <laughs> you know, yeah. that's perfect. I love that. We have like two minutes left. So I'm going to okay. leave you with the last question, which is where okay. do you get inspiration for your ideas? Oh, literally everywhere. I Honestly, everywhere. I think the biggest thing about, like the biggest thing I've learned about since starting the page is that if I open my eyes and my ears and just take everything in, you will learn so much. I was, I'm in Cork at the moment and I was passing a bus stop today and I was just looking at the the advert that was on the bus and it was for Cork Clean Air Night, which is next Wednesday, where, okay. you know, they're trying to promote people to think about our air, both inside and outside of the home. 
obviously this is very timely it's really cold at the moment people are lighting fires and they're not saying don't light your fire they're just saying have a think about what lighting the fire you know what kind of pollutants it releases because it does and it can be really damaging to people indoors to sit in a fire in a closed room for a really long period of time so I mean that was just passing the bus stop and I was like wow I need to know everything about this like what is the campaign what does the clean air like what are they asking me to do what like what are the impacts blah 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 so that, that was just passing the bus stop today Obviously, there's loads available online. I mean, there's um, I think there's more and more people, especially on TikTok, actually coming into kind of the climate space. And, you know, you might find people who are just solely dedicated to talking about secondhand, which is brilliant. You might have other really good pages that are just trying to promote general sustainability tips. Or, as you said, there are chefs out there and they, they are now just solely working in, you know, cooking with foods that are in season or reducing their food waste so there's a lot online but I think I think just listening and I guess being aware of your surroundings as well and just kind of being present as well where you are and what is around you look there is so many things so why not learn from that as well exactly very nice Shannon thank you so much for all your answers (laughs) thank you so much for having me